The following content is not a substitute for medical advice. I have um, New Year's resolutions, but they didn't start until the work week. Is that an official thing? Like, New Year's didn't land on a Monday. <laughs> um, so I already put them off till the work week. I think what happens is people um, have a lot of expectation at the new year, you mm-hmm. know, and it's nice to turn a page. It is. It's nice it to is. turn a page. It's nice to close a chapter on a year and then have that feeling of newness. Yeah. It's always, it's always been big in our family. Yeah. A fresh start always feels great. Yeah. I think, however, that what happens is people can really outdo themselves with expectation that they're suddenly going to muster up this amount of discipline that they've never mustered up before in their life January 1st. Yeah, they're going to put it all together and achieve things they've never achieved in however many years they've been alive on January 1st. Yeah, and, and, then, and then there's always the school of, well, I'll start Monday. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. But I'm killing it now, Amy. A weekend. I'm I'm killing I'm killing it days into this. If you've already blown it for whatever your New Year's resolution a weekend, you're not alone. Yeah. And and I think it's because we do that to ourselves. We have these huge expectations and that we forget the most basic principle of life and that is that real change um the way you you uh have any sort of transformative experience in your personal life or in the world or in, you know, whatever you're trying to do. It, it really is just showing up daily and it's like baby steps, like small little steps with, with a few leaps here and there, you know, there's a few leaps here and there for sure, but it's consistency. And I, and I don't think you're going to um, find the amount of discipline you would need for some of those giant steps that you might've expected to take. January 1st. Hey, 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 it's the doctor and the DJ, doctor and the DJ. Hey, 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 it's the doctor and the DJ, doctor and the DJ. So what, what advice do you have for people going into the year? Maybe they have reasonable goals. Mm-hmm. Mine is is more of a reset of things I'm trying to be or how I take care of myself. And I, I assume a lot of people's are. I'm going to take better care of myself. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be better about my meditation. I'm going to be, I'm great about exercise. There's nothing there. Maybe less exercise is my year's resolution. Yeah. But I have, I'm more doubling down on how I treat myself and how I take care of myself. So for people, going into the new year who really want good things in their lives or want to want to I don't want to say change that's wrong. Well, it's not wrong. You can absolutely want to change. Yeah. something in your life or change yourself. That's that's fine. Yeah, that's true. I guess change your life is is just again getting back to what we started with was it's just such a monster thing. But what do you have advice-wise for people going into this year just trying trying to to do something different? Well, I think there's some basics. You have to go into any new uh, fresh start having forgiven the past. That's fundamental. So if you're still holding on to a grudge or resentment or you still haven't forgiven someone, start there. 
And you might need to make a list. You, you literally may need to get out a notebook and a pen and sit with yourself quietly alone <laughs> and make a list of people you have to forgive. And you, you yourself might be on that list. Hmm. Yeah. So you're not reaching out to people. You're just forgiving them. You're releasing the hold it has on you. Mm. Right. And forgiveness doesn't mean that what somebody else did was okay. There's absolutely accountability, right? And you may have been really hurt or harmed by this person, but forgiveness is about releasing the grip that you carry with that. You know, you can even say what you did was not okay and I forgive you and I release you from the grip you have on me. That's a good and, one. Yeah. And 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 so that's the first thing. Okay. A- and compassion, compassion for yourself, compassion for where you are right now, compassion towards other people. We kind of live in a shame culture and and the reason we live in a shame culture is because that's how you you try to control things. So if you are feeling out of control or you're you're trying to control a, situ- a situation or if you have a lot of fear about a situation, the first instinct to try to control it is to shame people. I mean, that's parenting 101, right? If you give your kid enough shame, <laughs> you can manipulate them into doing what you want them to do. I'm not saying that's the best way to parent, but that's often how we were parented mm-hmm. and how we parent. Yeah. <laughs> My entire feed is shame. It's just shame. It's shaming people for doing it the wrong way. On social media. Yeah. Like it's shame. You're doing it the wrong way. You're not doing this enough. You're not doing that enough. This person sucks. This is the reason why this sucks. Mm-hmm. So part- You need to un- unfriend some people then. Well, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter's the problem, you know, because I have, I have a lot of followers over there and I, I tend to go there. And I find some things, I'm sure people, I'm sure you agree with some people out there are agreeing with me. Like, yeah, there's good stuff there, but it always ends up in misery and shaming. And it, and once you see shame and you know, that's sort of the subject of a lot of the posts, you can't unsee it. So I can't, I can't even look. So I'm following that resolution pretty good. I'm, I'm kind of staying off of there. I'm, I'll post, but that doesn't mean I'm sitting there wallowing in all the, uh, People I follow. I know I follow too many people on Twitter. That's why I like the that's why I like the Instagram. I don't follow as many people. I'm gonna tell you what though, we're not gonna really move forward as a human race with all the kindness and goodness and compassion and collaboration that we have an ideal for yeah. if we continue to shame each other. Yeah, I agree. So you go, we're just not. So compassion means not shaming. Give the compassion you want other people to give you. Now is that a resolution? Or is it the tools to go into your resolutions? Or is it both? I'm just laying some groundwork. The groundwork, okay. I think that what happens is, you know, I'm a doctor and as you know, I'm big about mental health is physical health. And physical health is mental health. It's all the same, you know. It's not that our mental health is somehow separate from our physical being, right? It's actually, it's kind of all the same. Yeah. Um, and you know, our mental health can affect not just physically like bio, like the biochemistry in our bodies, but it also affects our behaviors. It it affects how we do and and we don't do things. And so I listen to people all the time. Okay. I'm going to get healthy. Okay. This is the year I'm going to like take on my health. And it usually shows up in diet culture. 
And I'm not saying wanting to exercise more or wanting to lose some weight or something is bad, but it shows up as this huge effort towards some sort of trend, right? Some sort of fitness trend or some sort of diet trend or and whatever. And I, and that's not bad. But what I'm saying is, if you really want to like, quote, get healthy, you've got to like deal with some core shit. And that includes this compassion I'm talking about. And this forgiveness I'm talking about. And it also means, you know, I feel like self trust is a fundamental core value to have. Because if you're constantly looking outside of yourself for everybody else to tell you how to do things or how to be healthier, like you're not listening to your own inner voice or whatever, then you're not going to move forward. You're going to stay stuck because you're, you're waiting for everybody else from the outside to tell you what. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Okay, so forgiveness, compassion, anything else on the groundwork? Self-acceptance. Self-acceptance. Self-trust. Showing up. Hmm. Consistency, you know? Recording the podcast. Recording the podcast. Up. We showed up. I know. <laughs> um, but consistency over anything else, consistency, and, and a level of discipline. Because, you know, people talk about motivation. Oh, I don't feel motivated. I'm telling you what, motivation is not going to be the thing that gets you somewhere. It's actually doing it in spite of not feeling like it, you know? There's so many things I do I don't feel like doing in the moment, but the the bigger goal or the bigger overarching benefit of doing it anyway, and I'm not saying like overextend yourself and burn yourself out. If you're doing that, you probably need to say no more to projects and people and things, right? But I'm talking about like if I have a personal goal, whether it's in my health or my business or how I'm trying to be as a parent or just how I'm trying to show up in my community or show up in the world, I don't always feel like it. I'm not always motivated, but the discipline of doing it anyway gets you there. So consistency. Anything else? What do you What do you have, John? <laughs> I'm just listening to you. I, I think, uh, I don't know if this is a groundwork or a New Year's resolution. Maybe they're all the same. But I, I th something I've really learned is how you look at something, how you see it, is pretty much how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And so for me, if you're looking at wanting to do something this year, if you make a change, um, you're trying, you're just trying to get something done, you know, in your life that's, that you wanted to get done. Maybe it's for yourself or it's an experience or whatever it might be. Um, how you view it, how you view things is going to determine a lot. Now we talked about this off the mic a little bit. Um, what we saw, and many of you maybe posted this, um, Already seen 2022 is just shit. Just, it's going to be awful. The memes and the like pictures of, you know, anything negative and oh, here's, here it is again. And it's tr the thing I keep saying is 2022, like a sequel to our shit 2020, right? And they've, and it's already like, it's already happened. I've, I've already, I already see this as a terrible year and it, it's starting off hard. This is a hard start to the year. This is very difficult. For a lot of people, and it's scary for people, and, and you thought the pandemic could be over or in a different place by now, and the numbers are big and scary, and 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 us just not getting back to 
whatever it used to be like before this. I'm sort of losing track of what that was. But if you view it like that, I feel like it's going to be that. And and that signs off on and 12 months of this year, right? Like maybe, you know, I'm looking ahead to spring already. I, I, I'm not giving up on these months. I'm going to do my best through these first few months to make sure my business makes it, to make sure I'm on the air on my radio show and, and just try to be there for people best I can. But every day I show up to that show, I have to say to myself, okay, this show is going to, how you see people and how you play music and how you feel about this, how you see it is probably how it's going to be. Because when I walk in there and I'm like in a bad mood or I see it as a, I'm going to get, you know, hate mail or whatever it might be. I, I get those every once in a while. But when I, when I, I swear to God, it manifests every time, every time I put it out there. And every time I look at it, like, okay, what this is going to be is this It's usually pretty positive. So I, one of my resolutions, and I think groundwork for this is try to see things, not unrealistic not everything's happy and unicorns and you know rainbows and i'm not saying that but i think just going into it not you know getting into the car every time and, and saying well this is going to be a terrible drive <laughs> the traffic's gonna be everywhere i mean even that i think if you view it a little bit better or view it as a, a more positive thing or, or you maybe see the good in things more i think that for me is a big one because i i was guilty of that uh, near the end of last year i was really struggling with how i viewed things well Optimism is absolutely necessary for our survival as a species. It's part of our evolution. And we've talked about this before on this podcast, but it's worth repeating. Sometimes it takes seven plus times to hear something. And I will keep saying this over and over and over. So you're just going to have to listen to this. But I'm not talking about toxic positivity. Toxic positivity is a complete disassociation from real experience or some reality of what's going on and and disregarding someone's lived experience and just trying to wash over it with sunshine and rainbows. Exactly. Optimism is that you are grounded in the situation you're in that might be difficult or trying, or tragic, or unfair, unjust, um, whatever it is. And you can see optimism. You can see that there's a way that you can find a silver lining, or you can find some hope in there, and that you can act on it to make the situation better in some way. And that you can evolve into a better situation. What what I what I saw near the end of the year, what made me so pessimistic was um, the virus. You know, the numbers going up, and knowing that the bar was gonna we have to go through this a version of it again. And that is true. That is true. The problem was it was now everything is that everything is that business having to struggle again and having to do this work I don't want to do. And so my my entire existence was that. Does that make sense? Like the entire thing. And I have, as you know, a couple of people close to me who are dealing with some serious health issues. And this year, you know, I, I don't know where those are going to go. But I, if I view just those as terrible events that are possible or, or just the struggle of watching loved ones, and I paint that broad that brush the stroke over my entire life then everything looks like that does that make sense like i i see it that way that's how my brain works like well this is all shitty then it's all bad and i can't 
when I'm not having some kind of optimism. Now, when I'm better, like I am now, I think I'm pretty good right now. I I see those things. I, w- I want to be there for those people. I want to make sure these other things are going on while these other kind of terrible things are going to happen. And I'm going to deal with those kind of separately. Here's the thing. You have to be able to hold two things at once. You ha- You can be in grief and also be excited. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. can feel sad and happy at the same time. You can... And and we don't learn how to do that. Oh, dude, that is top we don't of learn my, how yeah, to do that. Top of my list of of things I struggle with is what you just said. You've got to be able to hold both. Yeah. And the more you develop that muscle, that you can hold both. So if you're one of those like toxic positive rainbows and unicorns person who's just always trying to avoid. Some not so fun feelings or not so fun situations, and you're in avoidance. The more you can practice holding those feelings, then you can start dealing with it. And then, if you're somebody who's just constantly seeing the negative, if you can try to see some optimism or see um, or have some gratitude for some of the difficult shit you've been through because it's it's sort of made you who you are. And it helped you through something else, right? And I'm not saying it's fun, but I think this and both and being able to hold two things at once, you know, but it takes practice. Oh, yeah. And then know when you're burnt out and you need a break. Yeah. Like know when to rest and take a break and um, give yourself that. So forgiveness, compassion, self-acceptance and trust, um, consistency, showing up and optimism. And make sure you get a shit ton of rainbows and unicorns. John, speaking of New Year's, New yeah. Year's resolutions, yes. what are yours for 2022? Um, more pickleball. More, more pickleball. pickleball. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend uh, Joe here, who's producing this podcast, uh, we play a little bit um, before the break. Uh, and I meet my friends and play, as you know. I played tennis all my life. I- I'm really good with racket sports. You give me the badminton. You give me the uh, the ping pong. <laughs> and I never played pickleball. I thought I had, and I came out there. What the fuck is this? You know, this is like this is an old man game. Like, well, this is perfect. Um, I work up a sweat every time. I love it. It's just the best. So I'm I'm going to play more pickleball this year, Amy. That's a specific one. That's that's a specific. Yeah, one. Yeah, I don't want to get. I have some deep, deep. I got to work on my you know mental health and stuff like that. I don't want to get into those right now. I want to I want to talk about the fun ones. I want to play with pickleball. I want to take breaks. You just mentioned that mm-hmm. breaks. Serious breaks. I have this giant calendar in here where we record in my little studio office, and I circle days. I need a break, and I can see them, and they are scattered. I think the right amount for me to regroup and and sort of collect my. Again, that gets a little heavy, but I just I think more breaks would be good, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You mentioned it earlier. It was on the list, but yeah, pickleball and breaks. So far as what breaks, getting your rest on. Uh yeah, and then I'm trying to do three marathons this year and four races. And and 
I have, a lot. I have the Surf City Marathon coming up. I already signed up for that. I'm either going to hit Vancouver or Eugene. I'm going to do Ragnar this year, the relay race. And I got one more I got to do in the fall. I've never done more than one or two races a year. Big races. So, yeah, I'm going to do some races. It's a lot of running. It's a lot of running. That's why I need the breaks, Amy. Breaks. <laughs> you, what do you got? What do I got? Yeah, what like specific... We talked about travel. Mm-hmm. You and I get our travel on. Amy and I, we talked about this in a, a previous podcast, but my God, do we love to travel. Yeah, it's been a little stunted. Yes. The, the old traveling. Yes. Um, I really want to see more sunshine. More sunshine. Mm-hmm. We live in Seattle, and every year around the end of October, I look outside yes. and I go, oh my God. why the fuck do I live here? I don't have to live here. Sun's down 430. <laughs> Today, 430. I have one life and this is where I live. And you know, I love Seattle. I don't do get too. me wrong. I love Seattle, but I do. I look outside and I'm like, why? Why? Why am I here? Like I, you know, I'm in my 40s, but I'm ready to snowbird. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I got to figure this out. I got to yeah. figure out right. how to spend... More sun. More time where there's more sunshine. That's a goal of mine. Okay. I have a goal to finish my book. My God. Amy needs to write a book. I do. I am writing a book. This book to me, is this the big book? The health book? I have a small book and a big book. They're both going to be great. But if you, anyone listening to this podcast, has got to be nodding their heads. If you heard, you've heard 2% of Amy's life. Like, not even that. (laughs) Like, Amy's, I have a few people in my life like this, and I'm married to one of the people. I've talked a little bit about this on the podcast, but the the stories, good and bad, and just, like, you hear a story from Amy, and it'd be the, like, the biggest story I could tell. And Amy's like, yeah, that was like a Thursday. (laughs) Forgot to mention that one to you. Anyway, I think... There's so much there. Mm-hmm. Um, your 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 journey through that religion, uh, being in a family of fourteen, um, the tragic deaths of people around you, um, the resilience that you've shown going back to medical school, having a child in the first year that you went back and stopped doing music, your travel. Talk about travel. Amy's been all over the world. Um, speaks lots of languages. <laughs> like there's just there's a lot going on. I think people could relate to. I, I just, anyway, I'm selling your book already. So if you're out there, <laughs> get Amy to publish this book because, uh, or help Amy publish this book. Cause I, I just really think if people just could hear your story and the way, and they hear it on this podcast, which is maybe a nice kind of setup for you. Yeah. Can we just like dictate all of this and <laughs> get an editor? I, I've been trying to work on mine um, for so long that I, I, I need to. No, I do have a couple books there. in me yeah. and, um, yeah, do that. one of them I've been working on pretty diligently Yeah, yeah. and that's the smaller book. And then the bigger book is probably not this year, but I've been working on that too. That's a movie. Talk about consistency. That's a thing where it's like, okay, every Saturday or every Friday afternoon, I put in X amount of time on it. You so. know who's going to play you in the movie? Hmm. Jennifer Connelly. Yep. Yep. That's who's playing you. That's that's what I hear. I'm going to call her right now. <laughs> I don't know who's okay, the young you. we're getting off topic. I want more sunshine and sunshine, I want to finish my book. Finish your book. And, you know, in 2020, I took up weightlifting. Yep. And so I have different lift goals. Oh, good around that and that's like the physical part and and, you know I'm always trying to keep up you know my health mental and physical and I just I just want to be more present that's a big new year's resolution for me just be more present 
just put my phone in the cubby, turn that sucker off, yeah, and just yeah. hang with my kids and hang with you, and you know, see more friends yeah. and be present. Yeah, I'm gonna add hanging out with Amy to my list more. <laughs> Not when we're working. Not just when we're working. Yeah. Though I have to tell you, this maybe it's obvious. We're not. Amy's not scripted. She's sitting here in a, a chair, comfortable, and just. Oh, I have zero notes. When rattled we these off podcasts, some amazing. I know, but she just rattled off an amazing base for us all to head into our new year. I think hopefully you took some of this um, and 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 forgive yourself. That one to me is jumping right out. Forgive yourself if, like for me, I'm going to try to meditate every day. Again, I'm, I didn't start until Monday. But I'm I'm trying to, and then when I forget or something happens, I tend to beat myself up. I, I'm just going to move on from it and say, well, usually it's a scheduling thing. I didn't do it at a time when it's when I know is the best time for me. So anyway, I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm gonna forgive myself for the past, and I'm going to forgive myself for the actual uh, thing that I missed, unless it's pickleball because I really want to play more. <laughs> well, forgiveness. Like I said, it's so important to forgive yourself. And when we don't, we go into a shame cycle with ourselves, and we're shaming ourselves. And if I can leave you with one last thing, I would say remove the words bad and good from your vocabulary and exchange them with cause and effect. Cause and effect. Cause and effect. That everything we do has an effect and we got to stop adding morality to it and stop adding all this judgment and shame to it and just get just kick bad and good out of your vocabulary and just think about your life as cause and effect yeah okay we're gonna run down the awesome cool shit that happened in 2021 in our life we launched this podcast in 2021 got a dog we got a dog. That's enough. Podcast and a dog would be good. Bar yeah. open back up. The bar open back up. My medical practice really took off. I had started my own practice after, you know, hashtag 2020, where, you know, people don't talk about this, but the primary care world, uh, unless you were embedded in a hospital situation, a lot of doctors and healthcare workers were furloughed and lost their jobs or didn't get jobs that they were going for. Or, or you know, I, I had a lot of friends who were residents who suddenly were being receptionists at primary care clinics. And, and so I pivoted and opened my own practice in 2020. It was a struggle, you know, <laughs> it's a lot that I had to figure out. And then in 2021, it really took off. Yeah, things, so. thing, you got to remember things came back mm -hmm. this last year. It, it, it wasn't as bad as the year before for a lot of people. Maybe it was for some, but but for me, it, it was not comparing it to like 2019. It was, okay, didn't we make progress? And those things that I mentioned, we made, I made progress and I went back into the studio more. I had live bands on the air. I, we stopped, you know, I like doing the lawn sessions, but we didn't have to anymore have bands play. <laughs> the only live acts in town were playing in our front yard. Uh, but bands started to play again and mm -hmm. tour again. And I saw coworkers again. I saw people I hadn't seen. How many conversations did you have last year in person with people that you said, I haven't seen you in a year. I haven't seen you in over you know, two years, maybe it'd been a long time before the pandemic hit, right? You mm -hmm. add on to the pandemic years. So I try to think of that, like all the people I saw that I didn't see before. So I think 
I think what we need to do is continue to see progress as a very good thing. Not, not, it's not all going to be, again, let's get back to the rainbows and unicorns. It's not all going to be that, but it sure is shit better than what we faced, I think, the year before. Yep. One step at a time with a few leaps. Hey, hey, hey.